Hey, guess what's happening on this week's episode of the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with your friend and host, Oscar Camejo. Mistakes. We all make them. But when it comes to losing weight and living a healthier lifestyle, none of us want to make mistakes. We want to get it right. But guess what? It's not always the case. This whole episode is about mistakes and what we can do to avoid them when it comes to losing weight and living healthier. It's like taking a wrong turn. You know, when you make a mistake and you're on your way to a certain destination, it can take you longer than expected to get where you're trying to get to. There's no doubt that losing weight is an important part of not only preventing type 2 diabetes, but also reversing it. So we don't want to make mistakes when it comes to reversing type 2 diabetes or preventing it. We want to hit the mark every time, but that's not always the case. So that's why in this episode, I wanted to give you some practical advice when it comes to losing weight and living a healthier lifestyle. Because guess what? There's nothing worse than following poor advice and making the same mistakes based on myths and certain beliefs about losing weight and living healthier. With so many fad diets out there, folks, and exercise programs that promise all these quick results, so many people are left confused and worse off than before. People keep making mistakes. They're spending all this extra money, and it's so frustrating. You know, it's important to learn as much as you can about nutrition and exercise in order to make better decisions when it comes to your health and overall well-being. You see, without adequate knowledge, it will become easy to get sidetracked and not experience lasting results. So in this week's episode, we're going to learn the facts when it comes to certain myths and beliefs about health and nutrition and even exercise. You're also going to receive my recommendations on living a healthy lifestyle that is sustainable. So stick around to hear the rest of this week's episode. You don't want to miss it. Let's go. Be sure to visit the website at www.beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com for access to free resources and other information that will help you along your journey. If you would like to submit a question or comment about the show or to learn more about the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle, you can always email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Welcome to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle podcast with me, your host, Oscar Camejo. My goal is to help diabetics and non-diabetics make lifestyle changes to reverse type 2 diabetes. You know, when I was 268 pounds and diagnosed with type 2 diabetes back in August 2020, it was clear that I needed to lose weight. I was overweight, obese, not feeling great. And, you know, my size and even the things that I was putting in my body and neglecting to do with my body in terms of exercise, it was just making things so difficult. And it was obvious that I needed to turn things around. But guess what, folks? As I progressed, I started learning more about healthy living, what it is, what it's not. And I came across certain beliefs and myths that I had to uh, learn not to follow. I even had to face the myths that I had developed and learned over the years so I can turn things around. 
So before we go on, I want to share with you what it is to live a healthier lifestyle or basically what is healthy living. Let me ask you a question. What does health and wellness mean to you? For you, is it being disease free, like completely being free from type 2 diabetes? Maybe you or someone that you know, um, not even dealing with type 2 diabetes. Um, is healthy living preventing disease? Is it being off medications for good? Is it having plenty of energy? Is it being lean or being muscular? You know, being on a diet does not automatically make you healthy. But do you believe that, you know, if you're constantly on a diet and constantly dieting, that you're living healthy? Well, you know what? I want to challenge that because, you know, you can be on all kinds of diets, but it may be having an adverse effect on your body. For example, if you heard some myth about, well, you know, maybe I should just starve myself and, you know, do a whole bunch of fasting you know, for 48 hours, I'm automatically going to be healthy. But that may not necessarily be the case, folks. You want to be smart. You want to make smart decisions when it comes to your health. Now, when it comes to your health, uh, what about food and nutrition? You see, feeding your body a well-balanced array of healthy carbohydrates, proteins, and fat is very important. As, as a matter of fact, it's very important when it comes to living healthy. You know, you have to give your body what it needs in order for uh, sustainability and so forth. That's a part of living healthy or living a healthier lifestyle. It's not oh, where you only eat this particular fruit or this particular vegetable. Then that means you're living healthy or you only eat salad. That means you are healthy, not necessarily. The goal is to give your body a well-balanced array of healthy carbs, protein, healthy fats, and so forth. And even keeping yourself hydrated, keeping yourself well-rested so your body can recover and so forth. So again, healthy living is giving your body what it needs and doing with your body and to your body the things that's necessary to promote good health promote uh, energy um, and making sure that you're getting the proper rest and recovery that you need. Now, specifically when it comes to food, I love eating vegetables, fruit. Uh, I think whole grains is very good for a lot of people. Eating mixed nuts and so forth, those are good sources of fat. You know, you have seeds, you have fish, uh, such as salmon, which is a good source of healthy fats and protein and so forth, even chicken and beef, um, some beans such as um, black beans are great source of protein and nutrients. So, but when it comes to a poor diet, that is one thing that a lot of people get confused about. It's not just, well, you're eating a bunch of junk food like hamburgers, french fries, and, you know, high salty foods and so forth. A poor diet is actually one that isn't providing you with enough crucial nutrients to keep you in optimal health or giving your body the energy that it needs and fueling your appetite with balance because that's very important. You know, a poor diet could be high in sugar, high in sodium, 
high in saturated fat and so forth. So kind of take a look at your diet. You know, you know what your quote unquote cheap meals are. You know what your junk foods are and so forth. But again, go back to what I said earlier. Are you giving your body a well-balanced array of healthy carbs, protein and fat? So I like to make sure that that's a foundation of what I eat and how I eat. I'm giving my body what it needs, not what it craves. So here are some mistakes I believe that we should avoid when it comes to losing weight and making healthy living a lifestyle. Number one, thinking that exercise is the main way to lose weight. So you can go ahead and eat whatever you want. Well, that's a big mistake. Actually, a person can exercise all they want and not actually lose weight. You know, like I've said before, maybe you've heard before that you cannot out exercise a poor diet. You see, obesity and being overweight, for example, are not caused because of a lack of exercise. No, it's caused primarily because of things that we're putting in our bodies. Now, that doesn't mean you neglect um, exercising and just start eating right. I think it should be a good balance of both. You see, the foods that we eat or we don't eat can lead to weight problems. Uh, so regular exercise can help you build endurance and improve your cardio health and so forth, including improving your mobility. But let's not forget the importance of good nutrition. All right. Number two, prioritizing cardio and neglecting to build or strengthen your muscles. I, I think that would be a mistake, folks. You see, the reality is that this may not be the case for everyone. Yeah, some people would like to do cardio and they just avoid building muscle because they're like, hey, I don't want to become a bodybuilder. But you know what? As we age, it's important that we not only do cardio and make sure that we're doing aerobic exercises to help build our endurance and build our, um, our heart muscle, if you will. But it's also important to not neglect the strengthening of our legs our leg muscles, our calves, our quads, our hamstrings, because you know what? A lot of injuries can be prevented by you working on stabilizing your balance by doing exercises that help you to build strength in your legs to prevent falling and, of course, help to prevent injury and so forth. I believe that there should be a balance, no pun intended, of both where you do prioritize cardio and building muscles so that you can strengthen your body. Listen, I don't want to become a bodybuilder, but I later learned as I started getting more into health and nutrition and, and overall wellness that it's important not to neglect strengthening my muscles. You know, I've been running a lot more now, and believe it or not, even though I've lost over 80 pounds, I realized that running actually has, my running has actually improved because I've been building muscle in my legs, not to bulk up, but to strengthen the muscles in my legs. You see, uh, cardio does help you to strengthen your heart muscle. As I mentioned before, it helps you improve your breathing and your movement and so forth. It helps you to endure longer, endure longer exercise and so forth. But you know what? Lifting weights or even performing body weight only exercises 
can help you to build and strengthen your muscles. So don't neglect uh, strengthening your muscles. Okay. Number three, some people believe that only drinking energy drinks and sports drinks is the main way to have enough energy for their workouts. Uh, The reality is, folks, many of the pre-workout drinks and sports drinks that we love to consume are loaded with a bunch of added sugar and a bunch of excess caffeine that our bodies really don't need. And you know what? Yeah, you may get that sense of feeling high energy at the moment, but what's the consequences? A lot of people have reported to be very jittery uh, when it go when it comes to uh, drinking those sports drinks and high energy drinks right before a workout. Um, I believe that in some cases. You really don't need those high caffeine drinks to make it through a 30 minute workout. You know, there's certain things that you can do when it uh, comes to your diet um, that it can actually give you a certain uh, boost of energy uh, that you need for your workout. And no, you don't just have to drink water. You can add some electrolytes. You can add some other supplements to your water to help give you uh, energy. As a matter of fact, um, Beetroot powder is a natural caf- a caffeine that, you know, I've even tried and it does give you a boost of energy. Sometimes I would put that in a smoothie before going into a workout or just mixing it with water. Um, and yeah, it is an acquired taste, but, you know, it may be something to consider. Uh, you know, I recommend prioritizing getting enough sleep, of course, and eating healthier foods on a regular basis to give you that ongoing energy that you're going to need. Um, I know some people, they like to eat a lot of carbs and a lot of bread and even like stuff themselves with pizza and stuff like that about an hour or so before they go to work out. Listen, I don't do that. Um, I don't think it's necessarily uh, good for you if you are uh, working on controlling your blood sugar. If you're dealing with pre-diabetes or, or type 2 diabetes to go and eat a whole bunch of bread and high sugary things to give you a boost of energy, because remember, um, you're trying to control your blood sugar. So um, let me move on, but just keep that in mind, um, specifically when it comes to drinking energy drinks and sports drinks, you want to be careful when it comes to that. All right. Number four, uh, thinking that crunches. Um, will automatically give you a six pack. <laughs> you know, that was me. Uh, I used to think, okay, well, I need to do a whole bunch of crunches and I'm just automatically going to get a six pack. Well, actually, folks, losing that abdominal fat, um, that subcutaneous and that visceral fat and performing ab exercise is what will help you to uh, make sure your abs are more visible. Because see, here's the thing. The reason why your abs may not be visible is because your um, ab muscles are covered um, by fat. So the goal is to lose the excess fat that's on our body, right? In order for you to start visually seeing your six pack, if you will. Because listen, I did a whole bunch of crunches and I didn't see results. But when I started losing weight and I started focusing on uh, foods that were going to help me to lose weight, 
then I started uh, noticing the results of me doing the crunches and so forth. So if there's a balance where that's concerned. All right. Number five uh, mistake. When you start focusing more on calorie restriction than on actually what you eat. Now, let me be clear, uh, clearer. Uh, some people would like to just say, OK, well, you know, what? I just need to reduce my calories, but I can eat whatever I want. That's that's what I want to focus in on. Well, while you should not consume more food than necessary at each meal, you know, basically reducing your calorie intake, you still should focus on eating healthier foods. You know, um, there are some people who said, well, you know what? Calories uh, are the same, right? A thousand calories of donuts is the same thing as a thousand calories of, let's say, salad and vegetables. Well, here's the thing, folks. What you're putting in your body is causing chemical reactions within your body. So if you're eating a bunch of fried food, you know, uh, French fries um, and fried chicken and a whole bunch of highly saturated um, fat foods, is that really um, beneficial to you? Obviously not. You know, eating a bunch of donuts and just saying, "Okay, well, I'm just going to eat 400 and something calories of donuts and I'm good to for the rest of the day. No, you still want to give your body a balance of good food, you know, like vegetables, you know, grilled chicken, fish. We kind of talked about all that stuff before. But again, you want to give your body what's important and what it actually needs. Your body does not need fried chicken. Your body does not need French fries. Your body does not need a thousand calories of biscuits and gravy and, you know, all the other stuff. So you get my point. okay? Number six, uh, thinking that starving yourself is the most effective way to lose weight. You know, um, it's sad when people really feel like, man, you know, I got to get my eating under control. So I need to just like starve myself and just go without eating for, you know, a week or so. Uh, Folks, you can get yourself into trouble doing things like that because, you know, um, starving yourself is not the way to go. Now, there's a difference between, you know, fasting and intermittent fasting and doing it the smart way than starving yourself. I don't believe it's necessary to starve yourself, folks. No. You don't have to sacrifice a meal in order to, you know, lose weight. Now, let me be clear. I practice fasting sometimes. I practice intermittent fasting, but I'm not just saying, okay, well, you know what? I'm just not going to eat this morning because I'm just desperate to lose five pounds and, you know, I ate a lot over the weekend. So I'm just going to starve myself. No. Um, once you start learning more about nutrition and eating healthier, you'll learn to find balance. Let's say, yeah, you had a cheap meal or two over the weekend. Uh, you were on vacation and you're coming back. You don't have to put yourself in a severe calorie restriction or severe starvation mode in order to lose that excess weight that you may have gained while away on vacation or, or whatnot. No, again, it goes back to putting your putting in your body the things that your body needs that will help you to um, promote good health and so forth. 
So um, there's there was a time where um, I went without eating rice and bread, pasta and potatoes. And I started seeing uh, dramatic weight loss in a good way. When I say dramatic, I doesn't I don't mean severe weight loss, but I started seeing significant weight weight loss. And, you know, I kept doing that and I realized, okay, I don't have to starve myself. I just need to be mindful and be more mindful of the things that I'm putting in my body, you know, not doing the cookies and the ice creams and and, and so forth for a while in order to see results. So, again, I want you to be more of a conscious eater and be mindful of what you're putting in your body. So, again, starving oneself on purpose is simply the act of not feeding your body as a means of losing weight and and, and in order to remain thin. I don't think you need to do that. Intermittent fasting, again, is choosing a time window for fasting and choosing another window for feeding. So I can go in more in depth than that. There's a lot of material online. Um, that you can learn more about intermittent fasting the smart way because you still want to um, have a time where you're feeding your body the good stuff to sustain your energy levels and so forth. Uh, Let's go on. Uh, Mistake number seven, relying on the scale as a true measurement of your overall health. You know, actually, the scale only lets you know how much your body weighs. That includes your muscles, bones, organs, your water weight, as well as body fat. Uh, Folks, the scale doesn't indicate how healthy or unhealthy you are. So I recommend that you, of course, you see your physician, get your blood work drawn, request a diabetes and insulin tolerance test if you haven't done that already. Uh, It's important to know what's going on with your body in terms of cardio health and your heart health. It's also important to know your cholesterol and if you're dealing with high uh, cholesterol uh, and so forth. So, again, the scale is not a true measurement of your overall health. You do want to go and find out exactly what's going on with your body. And that's why I mentioned about going and seeing your physician and getting your blood work done uh, and so forth. So, again, When you step on the scale in the morning, the scale may tell you that you're overweight. It may tell you how much body fat um, percentage you have and so forth. But don't rely on the scale to determine whether or not you are healthy or not. So don't don't change your lifestyle all around just because of what you see on the scale. You know, that's just only one part of it. All right. uh, Number eight. Let's move on. Drinking water is boring. That's a myth uh, or a belief that some people have. Listen, I was there too. Uh, Yes, water can be boring if you're not used to drinking much of it. That was me. Uh, Folks, there was a time where I chose sugary drinks over water any day. And many of us, we did it because of taste. So yeah, water can be boring if you're not used to drinking it. I love drinking water. It wasn't always like that, but I had to drink more of it. And I decided that, you know what, I'm going to get rid of sugary drinks. I got rid of the drinking soda. I don't drink soda. I don't drink sports drinks. I don't drink the sweet teas and lemonade, none of that stuff. Um, And it got to a point where I just developed a love for drinking water. And as a matter of fact, 
I used to put lemon or lime in my water just to give it taste and so forth until it just became more of a habit and a a regular thing that I did. So, yes, folks, drinking water may be boring now, but you can um, add some flavoring to it. They have some flavorings that you can add to it. I don't recommend that you buy the pre-flavored water because you don't know exactly what's in it. Sometimes it's still loaded with a bunch of added sugar just for the taste and so forth. But you can make your own spa water at home. There's people that cut up um, orange slices and put it in the water, uh, lemon or lime, like I mentioned earlier. Um, there's all kinds of things that you can do to water uh, without adding added sugar and so forth. All right. Number nine, uh, only getting four to five hours of sleep every night is enough. That's a belief that I used to hold. And matter of fact, um, I used to go to bed late every night, just getting maybe four to five hours of sleep. And I had gotten so used to operating on that that I thought that was efficient. But you know what? Um, It wasn't uh, until my body started responding with fatigue. I was moody a lot. I was stressed out a lot. I dealt with being drained mentally all the time. I felt less productive. Not only that, I was overweight, so that really didn't make it um, uh, good for me at all. So I recommend getting seven to eight hours of sleep at night. I've said that before dozens of times on this podcast, because you know what? You got to give your body uh, time to recover. You have to give your body time to rest and rejuvenate and do what the body was designed to do. Now, you may be living a, such a busy lifestyle or your habits are not conducive for you to get seven to eight hours of sleep automatically. Uh, so that's why I recommend you start adding 30 minutes to an hour to your current sleep schedule. So for example, if you're used to going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, I'll work on getting to bed at one thirty in the morning um, and then 1 a.m. and then, you know, 12.30 and 12 midnight. You get what I'm saying, Um, but you definitely want to um, increase your hours of sleep because it's only going to help your body to rest, recover and repair, which is very important. All right. Number 10, sticking to a diet or exercise plan requires willpower. Um, That's a belief and a myth that some people uh, have. You see, willpower alone is not the key. Uh, I recommend you follow an eating lifestyle pattern and exercise regimen that's doable, that you can enjoy, and that, yes, does challenge you. You see, it's important to make it a lifestyle habit and not a short-term diet or fitness goal. You see, folks, you don't always want to have to rely on willpower for you to go and exercise. Like, oh my gosh, I have to build the will and the desire to go to the gym. You know, sometimes when you build, when you make it easier for yourself to go to the gym, to eat healthier, it will eventually become a habit. It will become something that you do automatically or it, it becomes a part of your, your lifestyle. Because folks, if you have to rely on willpower every day to get out of bed, to go exercise, I mean, what kind of life is that? You don't want to always, you know, be struggling and mustering up the desire 
to to go and exercise, to eat healthy. You want it to be a part of your lifestyle. And as you do that, you'll get to the point where you'll start enjoying exercise. Like folks, uh, I used to dread going to the gym. I used to dread running outside. I used to dread, you know, um, making healthier choices uh, when it comes to eating because it was just so easy. It was so easy not to do the right things. But you know what? The more and more I kept showing up day in and day out, even when I didn't feel like it, I grew in my desire to want to do those things. Now, it, I feel uh, awkward if I don't go to the gym, if I don't exercise, if I don't stretch, if I don't eat healthy. So you want to get to that point again where you make it a lifestyle um, and not a short term diet or fitness goal that you're trying to reach, you know, that short term and so forth. Um, so hopefully you get my point. All right. Number 11. Um, vegetable chips are basically just like eating vegetables. <laughs> uh, nope, it's not. You know, most veggie chips are actually highly processed. They're high in saturated fat. Um, snack foods like that contain little to no actual vegetable ingredients, folks. I've said that before on this podcast. So keep that in mind. Uh, you want to learn to read nutrition facts labels on the back of packages to see exactly what's included in the snacks you eat. I want you to go back and listen to a podcast episode that I did on, on nutrition food labels. That was very, very important. So the reason why I wanted to highlight veggie chips specifically is because I remember when I wanted to start eating healthier, I started just, you know, focusing on, okay, anything that says vegetables must be good. So because I used to love eating chips a lot, I was like, okay, well, let me just get vegetable chips and I'll be good. That's a good way of getting my vegetables in. But you know what? A lot of those veggie chips that I ate were not actually made with real vegetables. They were made with processed ingredients that were not real, if you will. Um, they, they contain food colorings to give it the color and perception of being vegetables. So uh, I started to wise up and not mess with vegetable chips. Uh, so those are some things to keep in mind. All right, number 12, let's move on. Um, some people believe that drinking fruit juice is just as healthy as eating actual whole fruit. Uh, not exactly, folks. You know, some store-bought fruit juices are usually full of added sugar and other unhealthy ingredients. And that's why whole fruits such as oranges, apples, grapes, etc. have naturally occurring sugar. And most importantly, they have naturally occurring fiber. You know, we all need uh, fiber in our diet and some people don't get enough fiber. You see, fiber helps with digestion. It actually also helps to control blood sugar. So you want to keep that in mind. Uh, I would not recommend that you disregard eating whole fruit and just automatically just start drinking fruit, fruit juice as a healthy option because, you know, eating the whole fruit, folks, is definitely healthier than eating a lot of, or excuse me, drinking a lot of the fruit juices that come from these stores. For example, um, orange juice, store-bought orange juice. Um, if you look at the sugar content of a lot of the fruit juices, uh, whether it's orange juice or apple juice, 
Uh, you'll see that they are high in added sugar. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of high fructose corn syrup uh, in there and they're high in calories uh, and so forth. And then you find that you're having some challenges with losing weight. Well, it could be because you're drinking an excessive amount of fruit juices. Now, am I saying never drink fruit juices? I'm not telling you that for everybody is different. But if you're a diabetic, if you're dealing with type 2 diabetes and you want to reverse type 2 diabetes or even prevent it, uh, if you want to reverse prediabetes, I strongly recommend that you do not drink fruit juices, that you stay away from those liquid calories, at least not make it a part or continue making it a part of your regular um, daily uh, diet. You know, I remember drinking um, four or five glasses of grape juice was nothing with my dinner. I just constantly drank a lot of fruit juice. I mean, it's like I couldn't get enough of it. And when it came to orange juice, I couldn't get enough of it. Right. Um, that's because I was uh, I had reached this point of sometimes not even tasting the sugar uh, or the sweetness. So I just kept drinking more and more. So uh, I do recommend that you consider buying a juicer and juicing your own whole fruit because, you know, if you still like the taste of fruit juice, yeah, go ahead and start juicing. You'll love it. You'll still benefit from um, the uh, getting your own fruit and juicing your own fruit and getting the benefits of having the nutrients that the fruit contains and so forth. Um, so again. I just av don't avoid eating whole fruits. Still eat your whole fruit uh, even when you are juicing. Okay, keep that in mind. Number 13, folks, the only way to kick a food craving is to eliminate that food cold turkey. Some people believe that. Um, this may work for some people, but not everybody. Yes, I know there are certain things that I cut cold turkey because I know I want to take an aggressive approach when it came to weight loss. Like um, there was a time where I gave up rice, pasta, potatoes, and bread. Those four things. Those are the four things that I knew caused me to put on weight. So I stopped those cold turkey. And I did that for a while until I started seeing results. Some people may need to slowly be weaned off of certain foods such as sweets and, and so forth. You know, some studies say that it's better to begin eating healthier foods and then gradually start reducing the unhealthier foods. So don't just think that, OK, I just automatically have to cut certain things and go cold turkey in order to see results. No, it may be a thing where you can do it gradually uh, in order to kick food cravings and so forth. OK, because some people have cut certain things cold turkey. And only to bounce back, you know, three weeks later and back to overeating and back to indulging in the things that they were craving and so forth. So the better approach or the smarter approach would be to gradually start weaning yourself off of uh, certain unhealthier foods um, and then you'll start seeing results. For example, uh, eating more vegetables uh, in order to eat more vegetables and more fruit to help your body grow um, and help your body to develop and be strong and, and so forth. 
gradually started incorporating more vegetables. So for example, if you take your plate, if now you're used to eating a lot of rice and a lot of potatoes and even bread with your meals, what I want you to do is twofold. I want you to gradually start reducing your portion size of the those starches uh, and those carbs, such as the breads, the rice, the potatoes, and the pasta. Start making those smaller portions. Remember, I didn't say just cold turkey and get rid of them off your plate. Just eat less of those in one sitting, right? And start adding more vegetables. Right now, if you're used to eating just a spoonful of vegetables, increase that to two spoons or two cups of vegetables until your plate becomes like more vegetables than it is rice, pasta, and so forth. So you get what I'm saying. And then you'll get to the point where you'll be eating lots of vegetables and uh, let's say for dinner or so forth, even for lunch, and you'll be eating less of those starchy foods, those high carb foods and so forth. So um, hopefully you get the point of what I'm saying. All right. Number 14. Um, some people believe that you have to follow a specific diet in order to lose weight. The reality is, folks, there is no one size fits all diet for weight loss that works for everyone. There isn't. You know, we're all different. We have all different needs. We have all different tastes and so forth. But keep in mind that short term dieting is also not the key. Uh, yeah, even though there isn't a specific diet in order to lose weight, some people feel like, OK, I still need to go on the short term diet. You know, this 30 day, 30 pound weight loss program in order to see uh, results. Well, you know what? That doesn't work for everybody because some people, unfortunately, after the 30 days, go back to eating the same way that they're um, used to eating and they don't see results and they make things worse. You know, some people jump on highly restrictive diets. They lose weight. But like I said, they eventually put it back on. Why? Because uh, the diet programs were not sustainable. You know, instead, I believe it's better to choose a healthier eating pattern or eating lifestyle be that becomes your thing, that becomes your daily lifestyle. I constantly say that because that's what I had to do in my life. So the way that I eat now is not based on a diet program, is not something that I read on the Internet and say, OK, well, for 60 days, go ahead and just eat this and you'll be good to go. No. I decided that, you know what, eating more vegetables, eating more uh, healthier fats is a part of my lifestyle. That's how I eat. Now, I find a variety of foods that will give me what I need in terms of nutrients, but I make sure that eating more vegetables and even fruit and even, as I mentioned earlier, drinking water is a part of my lifestyle. It's not something that I'm doing short term. Yeah, there was a time where I was getting ready for my 30th high school reunion and I wanted to lose 30 pounds. And so I went, I didn't go on the diet. I never counted calories. I never went on some diet program, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to lose 30 pounds. So I'm just going to go hard. I'm going to work at it and so forth. But in the course of doing that, you know, of course, I meant well, 
But I realized that, you know what, in order for me to reach my goal, yes, I need to exercise more, but I need to eat healthy and I need to eat healthier things on a regular basis. It's not okay. Well, I'm just doing this, you know, and trying to to lose weight within the next six months or so. Um, so I can uh, look great at this high school reunion. No, I need to eat uh, better even after my high school reunion, because this is something that I want to feel good about and look good beyond the high school reunion. Because guess what? Uh, yes, I went to the high school reunion. I flew down to Miami. Um, but guess what? I had to come back home. So I wanted to make sure that my lifestyle after I got back home was something that I could maintain. So hopefully you get my point. Uh, lastly, folks, uh, some people believe that eating healthy is way too expensive. That's not necessarily true. You know, some people think that, OK, to eat healthy means you only eat organic foods and high price foods and such as steaks and so forth. Not necessarily. Again, you want to have a balanced diet. You want to eat balanced nutrition. You want to give yourself good balance. You don't only have to eat organic foods, even though it is preferred when it comes to certain foods. But the main thing um, you want to do is eat more vegetables, like I said, eat more fruits. Because you realize that um, as you're eating healthier is not as expensive as uh, you would think. What was really expensive in my case was I was eating out three times a day, spending upwards of 11 to 15 dollars at every meal. Uh, you talk about expensive. I believe that eating unhealthy can be even more expensive than eating healthier. I cook more and I eat out less now that I have this new lease on life and this new focus and renewed focus when it comes to health and nutrition. So just keep that in mind. So hopefully you got something out of this week's episode, folks. As always, I want to make sure that I give you content that's valuable, content that you can use. And, you know, from time to time, I'll share with you different resources that I've um, come across that have helped me to, you know, turn my life around and just change my mentality. Because you know what, folks, all the things that I share with you mean nothing if you yourself don't believe that you can turn things around. So it starts in the mind. Um, if you want to change your habits, yes, you can read books, but you have to work on your mentality. You have to work on your why. You have to get to the point where you love health and nutrition for yourself, not because you're competing with anybody else, not because you're trying to achieve some competitive goal, you know, uh, and so forth. But but do it because you want to live a focused, fit lifestyle and feel alive every day. So that's it for this week, my friends. As always, I appreciate you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all for following, subscribing, and please do me a favor. Share this episode with somebody that you love, somebody that, you know, could use some inspiration and motivation when it comes to uh, making lifestyle changes to reverse and even prevent type 2 diabetes and other chronic 
diseases. So my friend, as always, stay focused, keep moving, never go back, leap forward, bounce back because you can, my friend. And above all else, trust God. You got this. I believe in you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.